Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about wishes dessert parties. And you hear a lot about Illuminations dessert parties at Epcot, but another choice is to have a dessert party during wishes. And there are a couple different locations where you can do that. So today I'm going to be speaking with recent bride Samantha Stevenson about her wishes dessert party at the Contemporary. Usually you hear of people watching the show from the Grand Floridian Marina, or maybe they get a boat and they go out on the water to watch wishes over the Magic Kingdom. But in the last few years, Disney has started doing dessert parties at the Contemporary at the Convention Center in the big broad driveway out front where you have a clear shot view of the fireworks over Tomorrowland. So today we're going to talk about how Samantha's party turned out, how she chose that location, and what it was like. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. So first, tell me a little bit about your Disney wedding and your reception. We had a 9 a.m. ceremony uh, in Epcot's Japan Pavilion. We did it on the pagoda, which lasted about 20 minutes. We then had a brunch at 10 a.m. following the ceremony at the Living Seas Salon. And then we kind of gave all our guests a break in the middle of the day once that ended at 12 in the afternoon. And then we had the actual reception with dancing and dinner at the Atlantic Dance Hall, which started at 7. Oh, that's interesting. So you almost had had two meal events. You fed your guests twice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. How did you guys decide to do that? Because I know a lot of times when people get married in Epcot, they just do the brunch and that's it. The biggest thing that we said throughout the whole entire event and planning to, you know, our planner and everything was that we wanted a really big party. Dancing is really important to us and just having that kind of nighttime vibe. So just doing the brunch wasn't like perfect for us. But then uh, my mom was very big on feeding people if we were going to make them wake up so early. So it just worked out really well. Um, Disney was really accommodating with our price points and really how much we wanted to spend. So it just was able to work out kind of perfectly for us. That's cool. And so did you like take a break from your dress and put it back on for the party at night? Or how did that work? I actually had two different dresses. So I had a more typical, I had like the Alfred Angelo's Cinderella dress for the morning. Then the break during the day, I got out of my dress, relaxed. It was probably one of the best moments of the day just to spend time with my new husband. And then for the reception, I had a cute, like kind of vintage looking shorter dress to make sure that I could dance and have more fun. That's great. So you had the best of all worlds. Yes. (laughs) So then your contemporary dessert party, was that a welcome party or a farewell party? We had that as the welcome party. So our actual wedding day was on uh, Sunday, and we had that on Saturday night. Okay, cool. So how did you decide to do a dessert party, and how did you choose wishes at the Contemporary? Being from New Jersey and having family kind of all over, really no one's from Florida. So we wanted it to be more of like a wedding weekend than just a wedding day. 
Um, so I've always loved the idea of a dessert party. Looking through past brides' weddings, I always knew that it was something that I had to have. So when we were deciding on that and knew we wanted a welcome party, we just knew that it would be a perfect fit for us. And we chose Wishes because that's really our favorite fireworks show. I had thought that Illuminations was the only option, but then more recently I heard about Wishes and I just wanted something different. And I knew that it was really like a true kind of Disney feeling show that, you know, we could give our guests. So then how did you choose the Contemporary as the venue? We had actually first looked at the Grand Floridian, the Sago K, which is much more popular, but that was actually already taken. I think there was a convention or something. So our planner, Jamie, who was so awesome, actually suggested the Contemporary to us. And we actually love the Contemporary Hotel ourselves, so it was kind of just perfect. So what was the food and beverage minimum for that location? Um, There was actually no food and beverage minimum. I actually looked and went back into my VEO, but there was no minimum there. Oh, that's great. So you just had what you needed. Right, which was perfect, especially for the budget that we were on. We just had what we wanted. We didn't have to add anything extra that we didn't need. So that worked out really well for us. That's cool. Did you pay to have the music piped in? We did. You know, I really I really wanted our guests, especially the ones who had never seen Wishes before or had even been to Disney, to really get that full like Disney show experience. So I think that really made it to have the music. Yeah, I agree. I think it keeps them focused on the show too, especially when it's, you know, a little farther away, you're not mm-hmm. right in front of the castle. So, yeah. Absolutely. So what kind of stuff did you guys have on your menu? We had a bunch of stuff, actually. We had chocolate-covered pretzels. I really, I had to have Mickey's premium ice cream bars because they're my favorite. Mm. Um, They ended up wheeling out a whole novelty ice cream cart for us. Um, We had marble cake pops, chocolate mousse push pops with pistachio. We had a donut flambe action station and apple cobbler crumble. And our dessert party is actually Star Wars themed. (sighs) So we told Disney that that's what we were having. And we kind of gave them free reign over the theming of the food. And I mean, we were completely blown away, you know, like the cake pops were painted to look like death stars and the pretzel rods were like lightsabers. I mean, it was, we were really just blown away. It was really amazing. (laughs) That sounds great. So did you add decor like lightsabers, centerpieces or something? (laughs) We, you know, we looked at decor, we looked at centerpieces, but it was just going to be too much when it came to, you know, the money. So basically, we really just kept it very, very simple. We, when we saw the glow tables, we really wanted those because we knew that that would go great with our theme. But unfortunately, their price point was a little too high. But then we were told that actually that they're housed at the Contemporary. So if they weren't already being like used and paid for by someone else, that we could actually have them at no charge. Yeah. So the kind of drawback was not really knowing until that night arriving (laughs) whether we would have them or not. But it ended up that it paid off and we had our glow tables. So that was pretty perfect. And then we just I brought glow bracelets and necklaces. We had some Star Wars trivia I made up. And then that was basically it. It was just kind of the atmosphere of it. That's great. And what a great bonus to get the glow tables. Yeah, that was super lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So for my listeners who maybe aren't familiar with a dessert party or one at the Contemporary, can you kind of paint a picture of how the event ran? Fireworks that night were at 10. So our event started at 9. Um, The food was already out. We had two chefs at the Donut Flambe station. They were all ready to go. And then actually something that 
I guess was more unique with my event was that at about 9.15, I actually surprised my husband, Corey, with the 501st Legion, which is like a Star Wars costume group. So <laughs> we had Darth Vader and Stormtroopers and Jango Fett and maybe only three people I had actually told about it. So, I mean, it was a complete surprise to everyone. So basically, most of the night was kind of everyone mingling with the Star Wars characters and taking pictures and eating the food. It was pretty laid back which was really nice just to have people talking and kind of getting ready for the wedding the next day. All around 9.50, um, our planner made the announcement that the fireworks would be starting soon. And then at 10 o'clock, the music was piped in, you know, perfectly timed to the fireworks starting. And then at 10.30, the party ended. And that was basically it. But it was really just, it was very chill, <laughs> basically. Even though Darth Vader was there, it was chill. <laughs> yes, exactly. They were they were amazing and very awesome. So tell me a little bit about that because I've seen that done before, but does it cost money or do they volunteer or how does that work? They actually volunteer, which is super cool because I had asked in the very beginning of planning process, like, can I get Star Wars characters? Because I had, I really wanted to surprise Corey with them. So basically, Disney told me that they could not rent out the Star Wars characters like they do say, you know, Mickey or Minnie for the weddings like you usually see. So I kind of went off on my own and searched and found that group. And it's basically a whole volunteer organization. They usually do bigger events, but they really just ask for a donation that you make one in their name. So it was, I mean, it was really perfect. <laughs> so, and they were awesome and they were it was nice too because whereas you know Disney characters maybe can't talk and they have to keep that facade, my husband was in a conversation for probably 15 minutes with Jango Fett about <laughs> Star Wars and how he made his costume. So it was really, they were really into it and they were really sweet. And to have them volunteer, I mean, it was just awesome. That's very cool. What, do they give you like a list of charities you donate to or just any charity you choose? It's basically any charity you choose. So they had one that they usually work with, but we chose the Michael J. Fox Foundation. But you can really choose any charity as long as you do it in their name and then you just send them an email like confirming it. But yeah, it's really easy. That's wonderful. What a great idea. So then what was your guest's reaction to all of this? Everyone was shocked, <laughs> I think. I think at first there was a little bit of too much shock where they didn't really know, <laughs> like if they were there for them or if they could pose with them or, you know, so I think there was a little bit of hesitation at first, but then they really got into it. And like I said, the volunteers of the 501st were just great. I mean, they were hilarious. The chefs actually that were doing the donut station, they had no idea. And they actually showed up at the thing with stormtrooper helmets and lightsabers on their belts because <laughs> my planner said they were just so excited to work a Star Wars event. So they were actually really excited too. So they were taking pictures. And so my guests were just kind of floored. It was just kind of a lot going on. But they were just, I mean, they still talk about it, honestly. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so back to the fireworks, I guess, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, how did you like the view of the show from the contemporary? You know, I like it. I know that it's kind of not really seen as maybe the best view. You know, it's not like being in the park for sure. Like illuminations are right there. So there is that missing. But the best way I can describe it, I think, is if you've eaten at like Narcusi's, it's kind of that same view where you're kind of on the water, like you're kind of on the ground. 
but it's a little bit closer on the opposite side. So you are pretty close still to the Magic Kingdom. I thought that the fireworks were great, especially the people who have never seen them in the park before. I think we're blown away. You know, it's not maybe as perfect, but I really loved it. I mean, especially with the music, it was no different than, you know, watching it from California Grill or anything like that to me. That's cool. Plus, you could never have had stormtroopers if you were inside the park. Exactly. So it was worth it to trade that off for sure. Okay, cool. So do you have any tips for someone who might want to add a Wishes dessert party or have stormtroopers at their event? (laughs) Anything that you can share with my listeners? I would say as far as the Wishes dessert parties, because they are a little different and because you aren't in the park, If you can, I would say visit it maybe ahead of time just to be sure that it would be the right thing. I know that one of my concerns when I was looking at that is that cars could drive by kind of through like by that area to the front of the hotel. We didn't have any issues with that. And even when, you know, one did, you're looking up and it's not even in your way. So I would say I wouldn't be concerned about that. As far as having Star Wars characters, I mean, (laughs) they're super easy to contact. And they're great to work with and you're giving back to, you know, a great organization too. So I guess that that would be my tips. <laughs> That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners could go to read about or see photos of your day? Besides my own Facebook, um, there really aren't. I would love to get them out there because, you know, seeing other people's pictures is so helpful. Uh, I know when I was planning, I'm hoping I actually at this time work for a, a small wedding website. So I'm hoping that they'll be in the next e-magazine that we have coming out in the spring. Yeah, that's really where they are right now, unfortunately. That's fine. Maybe I can get some images from you and put them in the post for this show. Yes, absolutely. I would be happy to do that. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great advice and some different ideas that people might not have considered for a dessert party. So I appreciate your sharing your story. Absolutely. Anyway, I can help any other brides like they did me. That's I'm very happy to. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>